Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Man, episode 88, we're here back on Tuesday, coming at you with a great episode. Actually, Mr. Darren Shearer is back. Yes, you probably remember Mr. Darren Shearer, Marketing Like Jesus. Uh, that was his book that he released back in August. That We had an actual awesome interview and uh, promotion for that book on episode 56. And then obviously Darren's introductory interview that we had back in golly, I think that was all the way back in June, maybe. I'm not even sure now, but uh, maybe it was June, July, sometime in there. But uh, Darren came out on episode 46 that he was on the Success Edge. So now Darren has been on three times. Congratulations, Darren. Very proud of you for being back on. <laughs> but hey, guys, if this is your first time finding us on the Success Edge, here was what we're all about. We're all about you taking your game as a marketplace Christian to the next level. Now, what do you mean by marketplace Christian? Well, obviously, you're not a doctor, or excuse me, you're not a pastor, you're not a preacher, you're not a missionary, but you are actually doing business. And as an, as an employee or an employer, you're doing business in the marketplace, but you're a Christian. And we want to target you to help you take your game to the next level. That's what we're here for. I mean, that's what the Success Edge was created for. And so today, because Darren has got an awesome topic that I kind of go into a little background about how it came about, but it's all about your spiritual gifts in the marketplace and how they operate and how you need to be operating in them and what they're not. Man, it is such a fascinating topic to talk about this because majority of my life I grew up with just knowing about my spiritual gifts or knowing something about my spiritual gifts and only thinking that they applied in the church, in the four walls of the church. But that is not the case. Your spiritual gifts, guys, apply out there in the marketplace. Actually, that's where they need to be shown the most. That's where they need to be exposed the most. And Darren does a great job in this conversation that he and I have of talking about that. So before we jump back into actually Darren's interview, I want to ask you two things. If you could do two things for me, and a lot of veterans know this, and that is, number one, subscribe to the Success Edge, either on Stitcher Radio or on out there on iTunes, all right? That way you stay on the latest and greatest with the Success Edge. The second thing I'd ask you to do is actually share this. Go out and actually share it with a friend. Don't I mean, you can retweet this. You can you know share this on your Facebook um, page, but you know it's something about just actually you know, they're calling up a friend or sending them a text message directly saying, Hey, I thought about you when I listened to this, I thought you could use it. It's just something about that guys. It's that personal touch that might make a difference in that person's life. Now let's go ahead and jump into this, uh, conversation that I had with Darren and Darren does actually something unique. Obviously I took my spiritual gifts test assessment from Darren. And if you email Darren and kind of start corresponding with him and he gives his email actually in the, in the actual show here, and I'm going to have it actually in the show notes, you can go to the success edge backslash, excuse me, the success edge dot biz backslash 88 to get Darren's show notes. And you can email Darren and actually correspond with him. And probably actually he says it in here that he'll actually give you the assessment for free. 
you know, with the hope that you'll actually correspond back with them and kind of conversate with them about how you're applying your spiritual gifts in the marketplace. I think it's pretty neat what Darren's doing. And I think you definitely need to take advantage of it big time success as listener. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview and we'll catch you guys on the other side. So what's going on success as listeners, Tyler McCart, man, you know, I only bring people back who I want to bring back. Actually, I bring people back that I'm led of the Holy Spirit to bring back. Okay, guys. And I have got Mr. Darren Shearer in the house. Uh, one of my good friends that, uh, I, he and I are kindred spirits. That's all I got to say. I mean, amen, amen, Darren. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. A to the men. <laughs> That's As right. the, the, the KDE folks taught me the that. KDE. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can see Shay and Anita saying that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's good stuff. So, you know, uh, SEC. So here's the deal. So Darren and I, oh, golly, guys, it probably was maybe back in – December or January, and Darren, you can help me out if I'm, you know, mixing up my times. So we, Darren and uh, Amos and I, Amos Johnson, had a little mastermind. Okay, yeah. and um, I, I don't know if it was me or Amos, but we got on this topic of how that people are all about finding out what their personality is, and we also got talking about their giftings. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about that there's a different difference between personality and your spiritual gifts. If I remember Darren uh, in our conversation, yeah. mastermind, yeah, your natural gifts and your yep. and spiritual gifts. Yeah, exactly. And yep, there you go. And so Darren, Mr. Entrepreneur himself, <laughs> takes that idea that we had, you know, had a conversation about and said, you know what, there's nothing out there in the marketplace that we have for spiritual gifts to be implemented in the marketplace and how that looks actually as far as business. And as far as, you know, in your job, you know, we know all about it as far as, you know, church and how to apply that in church, but we have no idea how to apply that actually in business. And so now here we are guys, that was probably, you know, uh, November, December when we had all that. And now we're back here in Darren is God now? I just took the assessment, all right, uh-huh. that he's put together, and he's already come out with a couple of podcasts of his own uh, from the Theology of Business podcast that he has. And now he's probably going to be having a workbook and he's going to be doing some speaking tours on. He's going to be doing this with his church here soon. So, Darren, let's talk about this. Let's dive into this. I know I kind of laid the foundation of how it came about. But kind of unpack this from your side uh, of the table, okay? Absolutely. Well, like you said, I think we have some confusion about spiritual gifts uh, uh, in the church. And, and for example, if, if you are fortunate enough to be in a church where you have taken a spiritual gifts inventory or a spiritual gifts test, a lot of times the questions are phrased in a way that that is focused on, okay, how can you, what's the best volunteer capacity for us to put you in here in the church? For example, if you score high in hospitality, oh, that means you're, you're great to, we need to put you at the front door of the church to greet people when they come in. Or if you 
are scoring high in the gift of helps or service, then we need to have you helping out with cleanup and pick up and tear down and all that kind of stuff. The problem is, and, and that's all well and good. We need to be helping out our local churches. Absolutely. But, but our spiritual gifts are primarily for being used in the marketplace. And the reason why I say that is because about 85% of the Christian workforce spends the majority of our waking hours, like Tyler and I, working out in the marketplace, in business. And, and then on the flip side, there is a lot of marketplace teaching out there about how to do marketplace ministry. But in a lot of cases, it's kind of framed around a, a couple of different giftings. For example, if I'm talking marketplace ministry and I have uh, the gift of evangelism or or maybe I attend a church or I'm part of a denomination that really emphasizes evangelism kind of at the top, almost like this is the most important spiritual gift in the entire church, then I'm going to look at marketplace ministry as I need to be, you know, given track to all my coworkers, I need to be, you know, just just sharing the gospel like all day long, and and that that could be like one one expression of that particular gift. But I think we need to have a broader conversation about what are spiritual gifts and how can they be used in the marketplace where we spend the most of our time. So, you know, Darren, being so. So let's let's dive into this right here. What is a spiritual gift? You know, let's define that. Well, it's a good question to ask ourselves because Paul said, "Now about the spiritual gifts, now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed." So we have a biblical mandate here to to not be uninformed about spiritual gifts. Through His Holy Spirit, God has given spiritual gifts, not to some believers, but to every born-again Christian for accomplishing the purpose of the church. And what is that purpose? It's not necessarily to build churches. It's not necessarily to make money, although those different things could contribute to the overall purpose of the church, which is what? To make disciples of all nations. That's the, that's the Great Commission. And, and so, so I think when we talk about what are spiritual gifts, we, we also need to kind of unpack what are spiritual, what are they not? And they're not natural abilities because when you become a born again Christian, your natural abilities become spiritual gifts. For example, the, the gift of miracles is not a gift that's available to unbelievers, but then when we talk about, Paul also talks about the gift of administration, but then there are plenty of unbelievers that are, that are very good administrators. I mean, they build massive companies or CEOs of some of the largest, you know, Fortune 500 companies out there, but they don't have a spiritual gift because they're not spiritually reborn. And so their work doesn't make, they can't deliberately make impact on eternity, the way somebody can that has been empowered by the Holy Spirit that actually has gifts of the Spirit and the motivation to uh, to use their gift for kingdom purposes, and then they're not character traits or spiritual fruits because you can have 
a gift and have no character to use it. You know, the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Um, those are distinct from gifts. And there's some other things that, that spiritual gifts um, are not. They're not titles uh, or positions in a local church. They're not confined to one specific industry or sector. So if you have a, a gift of, let's say, knowledge or a gift of teaching, you could use that in for-profit, non-profit, social sector, you know, private sector. You could use it in uh, the, you know, the office supplies industry like Tyler, or you could use it in, um, you know, let's say, the restaurant industry. And they're not only for serving Christians. Because there's a gift of evangelism, which I think by definition, that is evidence enough that 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 gift is for reaching the lost. And so it's to be used among non-Christians. So so there's some things that we need to identify as as we understand what spiritual gifts are. We also need to understand what they're not. Interesting, Darren. I I mean, I really, you know, going back, let's kind of go back to the. I can hear in my in my own mind and probably some of the listeners' minds talking about okay, you know, this natural my natural gift that I have versus my spiritual gift. You know, let's kind of go back and talk about that a little bit more. I mean, are, yeah, and talk talk to us a little bit more about that, Darren. Yeah, I mean, and and there I don't have the final and, and there the and the Bible is not. A, hundred percent clear on, on all of these things that we're talking about right now. But I mean, one thing we know is that any ability is a God given ability because I mean, God made us. I mean, so even if, if somebody is not a believer, I mean, you can make the argument that, okay, I'm not a believer, but I mean, God could speak through a, a donkey, you know, as he did in, in the old Testament. Or, you know, I mean, God could speak through, he can do things through anybody for his, for his glory. But when we talk about uh, spiritual gifts, really what we're talking about are the abilities that are not just unique to, like I said, a specific industry, or they're not just to be used in a church or, or even just in the marketplace. These are things that God has put inside of his people that can be used for his glory, no matter where they are. In fact, if you have that, if you have a certain gift, you can't help but, but use it. And so it, it has to do with the empowerment of the gift. And by empowerment, I mean spiritually empowered to do things that make a difference in eternity. And it has to do with the motivation. For example, if you have a gift of administration, that's distinct from a natural ability to, to administrate because if I'm an unbeliever, my goal is not to glorify God. I mean, I don't even know God. I don't even know uh, his plan for humanity. I don't understand God's mission, as it says in Habakkuk, to spread the awareness of the glory of God as the waters cover the earth. I don't know about any of that. But if you're a believer, then we need to understand that the abilities that he has given to us are spiritual gifts for building his church and for spreading the awareness of his glory throughout the earth, not just in the church building, but also in the marketplace. So, all right, I'm, I'm liking where that's going, Darren, a lot, because if I hear you, you know, the, you know, you as a Christian, 
you know, obviously might have the, before you, let's go, let's go back before you were a Christian. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, before you were a Christian, you know, you might've, you know, had the, been a good teacher. Right. Okay. All right. And, but when you become a Christian, obviously the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside of you, you know, that teaching, uh, ability. And if I'm hearing you right and you correct me if I'm wrong, now all of a sudden, you know, number one, it can be, you know, it has a purpose, an right? eternal purpose. Okay. That's the first thing you said. Second right. thing you said is motivated now by that eternal purpose and it's motivated by love because God right? is love. Absolutely. Okay. The third thing I think that I'm, I'm interested to hear, Darren, in regards to this is that now it's almost, and I don't know how else to say it, but because of the Holy Spirit, it's like the Holy Spirit's the amplifier uh-huh. on that natural ability. It's like he puts his super on your natural. Absolutely. Am, am, I, am I going in the right direction? I mean, with your research that you've been doing with this, is that kind of where the, the Holy Spirit is able to take your natural ability where that you might have been, you know, trying to be a great teacher and you've, you've, you know, worked your guts out and everything, but all of a sudden, you know, they call it, you know, man, whenever he's, you know, working in this gift, he's just anointed. I mean, I've heard right. that in, in the church settings a lot where, I mean, even in, in sports, I mean, he's, man, he's an anointed golfer, right? Sure. <laughs> whatever, sure. Whatever it is. But I mean, is that, am I going in the right direction with that, Darren? Absolutely. I mean, there, and there are other gifts where, like I said, if you're an unbeliever, you, you don't have the ability to do the miracles, to work the miracles of God, to do, to do healings in the name of, of God or to even pray to God. So you can't have a gift of intercession or, or tongues and interpretation because you can't hear from God if you're spiritually dead in your sin. But then, but then, and there are others where there seems to be a little more gray area. And I think those are the ones you're kind of talking about, like teaching or administration, because there are plenty of good teachers out there teaching things that are absolutely against the Word of God. Yep. And, and that's not a spiritual gift, as, as we're defining it here, an ability that has been surrendered, that, that is possessed by, first of all, a born-again Christian— and and then and then what can happen with the spiritual gift is if if we will then give it back to God for his service he can then breathe on that and empower us and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're just going to you know rise to the top of the heap um i mean somebody that has an let's say an apostolic gifting like there's there's a lot of teaching from apost- people with the apostolic gift, like in the marketplace, and the emphasis is on ascending the, your mountain of influence, or you know, taking the dominion and kind of uh, being like a Joseph or a Daniel, and really rising. The you know, cream rises to the top. There's an emphasis that is that is placed on that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're all of a sudden. It's just gonna like multiply multiply your company, you know, by a hundred times or whatever, or that you're just going to become a billionaire because 
well, I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, therefore I should be a billionaire. Like that's not necessarily the case. The point is that you can now do things with your gift that can have eternal consequences and that, that can that can actually build God's kingdom, which is an unseen, invisible kingdom, and which of course does have manifestations in the natural as well. So let's let's look at some examples, Darren. I think if we you know give some real world examples you know, to this, it'll put a little bit more, you know, flesh on the bone of sure. what we're talking about. Because that, cause if, if we're talking about people in the marketplace that have that, you know, I know you've done some of your research on some individuals that, you know, you know, are probably pretty well, you know, known that you can give us some examples. What are some of those examples? Right. And, you know, what's interesting too, is that certain gifts, I mean, people are going to become more more well-known, but then in, in other areas, maybe they're using the gift, but the, just the nature of the gifting is they're, they're not necessarily in the limelight and people might not know about them. But, but for example, the gift of discernment is one of the ones that Paul mentions in first Corinthians twelve ten, And uh, an example of, of how I've seen that gift used is I had a guy uh, well, he's actually a friend of mine here in Houston. His name is Paul Williams. And, and I had him on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and he was sharing about how he uses his gift of discernment uh, to help companies and government agencies prevent cybersecurity breaches. And, and I could tell you uh, which government agencies, but he probably would not like that because <laughs> these are super, super secret, like high-profile um, secret agencies of, of the government, but they call him in to help him profile people that are suspected of, of doing, you know, like double, he solved double agent cases, like different things like that. Um, but it's from, and he credits the gift of discernment that the Lord has given to him. In fact, he was speaking at one of these agencies, uh, recently. And after he had done this training session with all of these agents, at the end, they started to ask, like, how do you, how are you able to see these things about people? Like, how are you able to, to dis- basically discern and understand what's happening behind all of the, all of the stuff that's, that's on the surface? And, and he told them, and literally, this was just a couple weeks ago at a very uh, prominent government agency. And he told them, he's like, all right, I don't know if this is the, you know, I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but they just really kind of kept pushing him and pushing him to share. And he said, okay, I'm a servant of the most high God. And, and then he begins to give his testimony of how he met the Lord. And, and then he began to go into teaching about a uh, spiritual gifts and how, when you become a Christian, God will give you certain gifts to, to be used for his glory and how one of his gifts is the gift of discernment. And, and he said that by the, toward the end of that teaching day, it became basically like an altar call where people were beginning to ask like questions about his faith and just like becoming 
really curious. I think this was maybe like the day before or two two days before Easter. I think it was on a Friday. So who knows how many of those people decided to go back to church on Easter after having that experience where, where Paul, and they gave him a standing ovation, not just because of the high quality training, but because they saw that there is something special, like there's something that is unique about him that goes beyond just natural ability. And it, and he pointed them, it gave him an opportunity to point them toward the Lord. I listened to that interview that you had with, with Paul and you, you could tell just with how he sounded and you know, that it wasn't something that he took credit for himself. Right. Okay. Right. That it was the, the, you know, the anointing that was upon his life that actually took that gift to a whole nother level. Right. Okay. And I mean, his story, I mean, if you, I, I can put that in the show notes, the link to, to that interview that you have, Darren. Sure. For people to go back and listen to, um, you know, success edge. So I have that in the actual show notes for there, but you know, Darren, let's go into another one. So what's, what's another example of that? And let's maybe go to, you know, a different extreme, you know, yeah. for that. Sure. I wanted to also mention that. So he shared several of those examples of how he had used the gift and how it had pointed people toward the Lord. That episode came out on the very day that this this example happened that I was just sharing where he was speaking at this government, doing this training at this government agency. And, and so it wasn't just sort of isolated. And that's the thing with the spiritual gifts is it's not, they're not just isolated incidents. Like it's just who you are. Mm -hmm. And when you will begin to release those and walk in those and view them as spiritual gifts and not just something, Oh, my company gave me this skill because they trained me or, or just crediting everybody, but God, or just looking at it as sort of like, oh, well, you know, the lost people take the strength finders test too, and they have, they get results from that. You know, what's the difference between what I have and what a non-Christian has? I mean, we, because we, we kind of draw this wedge between, well, if I, if I have a teaching gift, that means I'm teaching inside a church, I'm teaching Sunday school or something like that. But but there are plenty of people that have a, a gift of teaching or, for example, a gift of wisdom. I mean, one person that comes to mind for that, it's another spiritual gift, is Dave Ramsey, who probably many of your listeners are familiar with. Uh, and basically what the gift of wisdom is, is applying the wisdom of God to specific business situations in the marketplace. If we were to talk about these gifts specifically in a marketplace context, that's what Dave Ramsey is is doing. And I just went to a, a training event that he did for his entree leadership um, uh, business where he's teaching entrepreneurs basically how to do business God's way and do business with um, with Christian values, which is all infused into into the training. And of course, he's best known for doing that on a personal financial level and helping people to stay out of debt. And, and he draws a lot from Proverbs, for example. So people with the gift of wisdom, probably, you know, a lot of these guys or, or, or women might have like, uh, 
you know, business secrets from the book of Proverbs type book on their desk or like in their drawer at work or something like that. Um, so that, that would be another example of, uh, of a spiritual gift. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm just fascinated, you know, with the, and I think that Darren, you said it best. There's two things I want to say right here. There's one, you said it best that when you put that spiritual gift in the context of the marketplace or in a business setting. Right. Right. I I think that's where that we have to go with these gifts in order to see them, you know, really express themselves, so to speak. Right. Right. Because we've been pigeonholed for so long that, you know, if I'm, you know, have the gift of say, um, you know, just c- call it for what it is, you know, worship, then mm-hmm. the only way I can talk about that gift or let that gift be known is in the context of church. But right. let's take, you know, and let's move that out into the marketplace and look at it through the lens of the marketplace and where that is being activated and, you know, exposed that gift. And yeah. then, <clears throat> so that, that's the one thing I, I want to, you know, you know, I, I like what, you know, what we're doing is we're putting it in the context of business and, you know, marketplace. So they see it. The other thing that I want to point out that you said earlier before, you know, we launched into the examples and that was, you know, you talked about, you know, some people that you might really know that are very popular that are out there, their, mm-hmm. their gifts and some people that you might not know about per se, you know, because of their gifts, but you know, it's still, I, I, I have to, I want to ask this and, you know, maybe I want to confirm it with you that the body of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. every, every one of us in the body of Christ, uh, have a role and have a gift, have a spiritual gift that is necessary to that body. You know, what right. is it that the eye can't say to the, hand, I don't need you. That's crazy. Right. You right, know, right. that the, even though that your gift might not make you, um, you know, per se, uh, you know, like a Dave Ramsey where everybody knows your name, uh-huh. but your role in that job, in that, you know, business that you own is just as important to the body of Christ and the cause of the kingdom as, Paul, the apostle making tents. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and another gift that comes to mind is the gift of pastoring. And, and that's, that's certainly a, a gift that there's a lot of confusion about, because what's interesting is that a, a lot of the, the people that hold the gift of pastor, that hold the office of pastor, don't have the gift of pastor. Um, they might have the gift of leadership and faith, especially if they're pastoring very large churches. Um, but the gift of pastoring is more of that chaplain type uh, type role. It's not the CEO. It's not the, and that's okay. I mean, I mean, it, it's just kind of the way that we have, uh, you know, the terminology that we use. I mean, a, a growing church, the, the senior pastor of a growing church, his time is probably not best spent by doing hospital visits and all of those sorts of things, but he better have some people with the gift of pastor in the church 
to, to do that stuff. And, and so as far as in the marketplace, there are Christian run marketplace chaplaincy companies like marketplace chaplains and corporate chaplains of America who are providing opportunities for Christians with this particular spiritual gift to serve the Lord in the marketplace by providing that one-on-one care and and comfort for families, maybe of employees within the company. And sometimes it's the CEO that that has that gift that realizes I don't I don't have the time to be doing these hospital visits for all of my employees. They might do what Andy Stanley talks about, do for one what you wish you could do for everybody. But what they'll do is they'll they'll bring in these these people that have that pastor's heart, that gift of pastoring to provide that, uh, that, that personal, uh, emotional care, spiritual care, counseling, all of those types of things right there in the marketplace with people that might never darken the door of a church. And they might be Christians that, and that, that's another problem that we have, is that by 2050, it's projected that less than 12% of people in the United States will be attending church uh, regularly. Uh, but but the fact remains that they will be in the marketplace, and that's all the more reason why we need people to step up and use these gifts in the marketplace. Amen, Darren. Amen, brother. I'm in total agreement with that statement right there. <laughs> total agreement with that statement. So let's – I know that probably some of my listeners are saying, so – What's Tyler's spiritual gifts? I know that. Uh, yeah. So I took the test, Darren's test, and uh, from you know that he has out there, and <clears throat> so apparently, Darren, there are you know from what you've gathered, there there is from A to W. All right, I don't know what that, uh-huh. uh, how many that is. What twenty four, twenty no. There 20, are twenty three. In this in this particular assessment, and so, and there there may be more. There may you know there are probably more uh, more gifts than what Paul mentions in the in the Bible. Um, I mean, there's there's three separate lists that he gives: one in Ephesians four, Romans twelve, First Corinthians twelve. And because he has these multiple lists, it seems to imply that there are even more than what he is listing there. Uh, but for the sake of this particular. Okay, so there's 23 right here, and um, I came up with probably one, two, three, four that you know basically I topped out the scale, yeah, you know, with, and you know the first one was uh, Apple. Wait a minute. Apostleship. Bobbing for apples? Yeah, bobbing for apples. I I can talk. You know, I just inserted my tongue like last week, so it's new to me and everything. It's one of the newer newer spiritual gifts. No, it really is. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, when I got the results of your your test, I was like, man, did Jesus take this test Uh, or what? Funny guy. Funny guy. Test just basically like, you know, just exploded with, with the results, man. Yeah, well, I'm appreciative that I'm Jesus Jr. right here uh, <laughs> with that. <laughs> but uh, so, um, so apostleship, obviously, being one of my uh, first ones, connecting, okay? Uh, then the other one was faith and giving, yeah. you know? And, um, I, I, you know, just as a listen, you know, for you guys that are listening, 
you know, then I had maybe a second group that, you know, was a high ranker uh, or high ranking out up there for me, which was uh, administrator, then encouragement, and then leadership uh-huh. were the other uh, subset group that I would say is probably secondary. Um, so, you know, Darren, the, the thing that I have for me as one of the, you know, I guess spiritual gifts is, is this apostleship thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that I've been taught as a believer in the church, that is kind of that, those that are self or that start or pioneer something that needs to happen. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know, and I, you know, you pointed out, you know, in our, some of our conversations, you know, about how the success edge, I mean, there was, right. you know, two years ago, two years ago when I started the, the infancy of the success edge, you know, there was nothing out there on the podcast, you know, iTunes network that was anything for Christians in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I'm, I don't know how far back I, I go, I mean, I think I'm correct on that. I might've been, you've called me the Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause when I first kind of got, got into this, this, this niche, I guess you could say, uh, I mean, you were the only, pretty much the only podcast that I could find or one of maybe like one of maybe like two or three. Right. And so, I mean, I immediately identified you as, as one of the pioneers in this, in this particular sphere, this new sphere of ministry. Yeah. And so I I want the, you know, I want our listeners to hear, you know, that, you know, yeah, you're going to create, you know, from a, if you have a, you know, in the church, they've heard him call it an apostolic anointing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, a, you know, starting up something, you know, and we, you could call it like an entrepreneurial, you know, spirit about you. You know, you could call it that. But, you know, I also th- see it as, you know, recognizing that there's something missing, you know, like in my job, I recognize that there was something missing for my fellow, you know, uh, peers that were in the same position that I was in, that there was not an outlet for us to be able to share best practices and ideas. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start, you know, a biweekly conference call with the permission of, you know, some of the higher ups in my company that, you know, across the country from Michigan to Texas to uh, New Jersey, all these reps that are following the same thing as I am, that we started this best practices call. And it was something that was, it wasn't, I, you know, like I had one of the, one of the, his name is Drew. He's like, dude, man, I'm so happy you did this. And man, I didn't even think about, you know, starting up anything like this, to, you know, to help out, you know, like this or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. but for me, it was natural. It was something I was, I talked to a couple of reps. I said, you know, there's a need for this. We need to start something like this, you know, from a, you know, to help each, help each other out. It was going to help me. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that right there, but then it kind of flowed into the connecting. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was in what I was, uh, what I was thinking as a matter of fact. I mean, it kind of, it's almost like that yeah. gift of mine flowed into the other gift of connecting, yeah. you know, of bringing those individuals together. And it was a natural thing. And now all of a sudden those people that I've connected have reached out to each other in a unique way that they might not have done unless that, 
you know, that anointing that I had of, you know, insight might have, you know, kind of transpired. Okay. Right. And, or, or it might be, you know, if you kind of go back to the success edge, um, you know, just of you and I, uh, of me connecting you with Amos. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. on Amos's what church for an entrepreneur now, what two or three times now, I believe. Yeah. 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 And, but that was just a connection. It was a natural thing. It was something, and I'll I, I say natural. It was a, a, the Holy spirit I know said, you need to connect Amos right. and Darren. I mean, right. I think I even told you guys that, Yeah, you know, but that's just a, con, you know, a gift in operation in my life right. that is really kind of prodded by the, the unction of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And I think it's also evidence that you are, you are flowing in multiple gifts and, and that's, some people call that your gift mix. And, and another one of your gifts is leadership. That's one of your, your dominant ones. And I think this particular scenario where you saw this need to, to connect people for greater impact and then, and then you actually implemented it and, and saw it through, I think that's, that's your leadership. And then, you know, probably some of your administrative gift that, that flows into that as well. I think where the apostleship comes in is when you're going into something new, it's not, it's not necessarily creativity because I think there is a gift of creativity. It's like, I want to go into this new industry and do something that's never been done this way, um, almost for the sake of doing it in a new way, in a, in a creative way. And I think that expresses the creativity of God. I mean, he is, he is our creator God. Nobody, I mean, he invented, he created creativity. You know what I mean? And, but as far as apostleship, like you said, the success edge and seeing, okay, here's a need for a new, a new ministry opportunity, a new place to organize, train and equip Christians for ministry in the, in this case, in the marketplace. I mean, there, there are people in this area that need, that need ministry and we need to go into that. And your coworkers might, they, they, they probably don't view it that way if they're not believers, but it takes somebody that is born again, ministry minded, somebody that has an apostolic gift is going to be constantly looking for, um, maybe not necessarily constantly, but, but they are, they are going to be on the move. They are going to be looking for new opportunities to, uh, to expand the kingdom of God. And in the marketplace, that's done in more covert ways than, say, if you're a church planter, I mean, you can just blatantly like, you know, take your launch team and parachute into an area and, and start passing out flyers about the new service that's happening at the church and, and just be very overt about it for marketplace apostolic, uh, giftings. It's going to look more covert. Interesting. You kind of pointed it out that way, Darren, you know, of the covert, because I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not sitting there beating people over the head with my Bible. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely kind of lends itself to that interest. I mean, it's really good. I, I, I mean, I know we could talk about 
all these things. And I like what you said about the spiritual giftings mix mm-hmm. that can happen. And I think I'm going to be really fascinated when you, you know, maybe talk about that in your book, Darren, mm-hmm. or in your, you know, your study guide that you kind of work through all that, you know, tell, tell the listeners, you know, I mean, you know, what's next? I mean, is this, is this the kind of the direction you're going with all this? Well, I think for somebody that is is wanting to know, how do I find out what my spiritual gifts are? Um, as you've mentioned, you've already taken the the draft of the assessment. I'm still going to be working, doing some more testing and you know piloting with this uh, particular assessment here with my local church. Uh, but it will be v- available. Um, at least by August of this year. And, and it'll be in a book titled The Theology of Business, How to Partner with God in the Marketplace. And and a, a big focus of that book and how to partner with God in the marketplace is to know what your spiritual gifts are. In other words, what are you passionate about? What do you excel at? And what do other people affirm in you? Uh, that affirmation is key, especially because these gifts are not just used for our own personal advantage. They're used within the body of Christ. And so when people begin to affirm things in you, you really need to take note of that because that is the unique contribution that that you make to the body of Christ. And, and so it's going to be available in a book. Um, you can email me. I will tell you, for, you know, Tyler and I are buddies, and, and so therefore the Success Edge, you know, we're buddies. So if any of you guys want to take an early version of this assessment, you can feel free to email me at darren at hybridgebooks.com, and I'll email that to you. Man, you guys heard it here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know what your gifts are, also email me to let me know how you're using them. Or if after you take the assessment, you find out, oh, my gift is teaching or my gift is wisdom or knowledge or healing. I, and this is how I've used it in the marketplace. Let me know that. I might actually include that as an example in the book of how somebody is actually using their gift in the marketplace. Yeah, I... In- SEC, come on, guys. You've got to take advantage of that, all right? You know, email Darren and tell him how you're utilizing your gift in the marketplace because th- th- it's so vital. I mean, I, I just gave off, rattle off a couple examples for myself. I know that you, as a listener, have got your examples of, you know, maybe your gifting is, um, you know, the gifting of encouragement, Right. Mm-hmm. Well, t- you know, send Darren an email back after you take the assessment and tell him how you're utilizing, you know, that gift uh, yeah. because he can utilize that and he needs examples because we want this, you know, not to say we're taking a little away from, you know, anything away from the local church at all. You know, I never want that to come across as what we're doing, but, you know, where, where the kingdom is, you know, Forged ahead is in the marketplace. That's right. And we need your examples of how you're doing that. You know, I I, want to go back and just reemphasize the three things that I I think we kind of pulled out, Darren, is number one, you you have that gift, uh, that spiritual gift, and it's divinely or, you know, for eternal purpose. You know, that's that's the end, end game with it. And it's motivated by that purpose, but it's motivated in love. Okay. Um, That's it. 
And and then the other thing is that, you know, we've taken that, you know, you know, gift and put the, you know, uh, anointing of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, upon that gift to for it to be expressed and be revealed, you know, through that love that, uh, that God has placed inside of you. Right. 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 And um Mm. And, you know, by the way, guys, you can also uh, go and find, you know, Darren's own podcast, The Theology of Business, you know, out there on iTunes or Stitcher Radio that's out there. I'm going to put links in there for that so you can find that. The other thing is, is you can also go back, you know, in some of the, my archives uh, and listen to Darren's introductory um, interview that I had, episode 46. Um, and, or you can go and listen to his um book release that he had of the marketing like Jesus uh, book release that we had of episode 56 and uh, get some more insight into Darren. And obviously Darren, I have to put the plug in for Highbridge books, baby. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm a big believer. We got to, you know, we got to get the thought leaders, you know, and get their thoughts out there into the marketplace so we can obviously impact the kingdom, you know, impact right. the kingdom. And that's, that's what it. we're all about. You know, Darren and I's passion is, you know, for you guys. So Darren, is there anything else that I might've missed or that you, you know, feel like you, um, that we need to cover, uh, real quick as a wrap up. Yeah. I mean, I think the Holy spirit is giving us an invitation, not only to discover what our gifts are, but to, to then surrender them to the service of the Lord. And, and I think about Moses and how God asked him, what's that in your hand? And, it, and he said, it's just a simple stick, you know, and he laid it down and it turned into a snake and and I think that if we don't surrender and lay down our gifts, I mean, we could end up using those not f- for selfish purposes and and not for kingdom purposes. But then when he when he surrendered it to God, he laid it down, he picked it back up, and from then on, it was called the rod of God. And and when you have surrendered your gift to the Lord in the marketplace, and then you take it back up again. I mean, can you just imagine what would happen if Christians were, they knew what their spiritual gifts were and they were using them deliberately for ministry in the marketplace uh, every day of the week? I mean, and of course, resting on Sunday as well. But, But I mean, the incredible potential is just astronomical. Yeah, I, we would have a marketplace revolution. Absolutely. I mean, for the cause of Christ. And Absolutely. That's what, and it'd be, it'd be organized well because guess what? Everybody would be operating in their gifts. That's right. That's right. You know? I mean, it would be an army for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, Darren, man, thank you so much again. Um, you know, uh, I know that, uh, you know, and tell the listeners again but the best way to get in contact with you. Yeah, you can go to theologyofbusiness.com. If you contact me through that contact form, it'll come straight to me. Or you can email me directly at darren at highbridgebooks.com, D-A-R-R-E-N at highbridgebooks.com. Sweet. Well, Darren, thank you again for being on the Success Edge. Number three, baby. This is your third Thank you, time. brother. Man, it's such an honor to, to be with you. Always love chatting with you. I wish we could do it so much more, so much more often, but, um, man, just, I just love every second of it, man. We appreciate it, brother. We'll catch you on the other side. All right. All right, brother. If you feel inspired to take your God given skills to the next level, 
Download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.